What's up, everybody? It's Sean again at Forge Patriots, the official podcast of Forge 1776. So I'm going to keep it really quick today, guys. It's been extremely, extremely busy here trying to work on this apparel line. Um, just finished up uh, one of the designs, one of the worded designs. We're going to do some graphical stuff, too. Uh, but it looks like it's going to take a little bit of extra time to get some of the stuff together that we need to get for those graphic designs. Um, we have the first graphic design fully illustrated and ready to go. Um, it's just a matter of making sure we get the prints as good as we can um, because the plan for me is anytime I put a product in a customer's hands, the last thing I want it to be is crap. So just bear with us. Uh, we'll get it taken care of. Um, there's one thing that I really, really want to talk about and it's really just about giving up. This might be kind of more of a motivational podcast today. Um, but, you know, from my own experience as an entrepreneur um, and you know, a patriot as well and a parent um, and just an adult in general, there's times where we want to give up. And it's okay to admit to that and talk about that to people, um, you know, and just expressing the way you feel. You know, in my opinion, that's a strength wholeheartedly. Um, I think a lot of people view it as a weakness. You know, there's people that think those who see therapists and all that, you know, are weak people and they're giving in uh, by seeing people like that. But, you know, that's a load of bullshit. I just want to tell you right now, the strongest thing you can do is admit when you're wrong and admit when you need help. And those two are not the same. It's not wrong for you to admit um, that you need help, but... Sometimes in certain situations, you may be doing something that is wrong, and I think that you should take it upon yourself to admit that and move on. If you don't know what you're doing wrong, um, which a lot of times when you do something wrong, that's what's making you want to give up. If you're not willing to admit where you're wrong, you won't know where to start to work on yourself. And, you know, a lot of you are probably sitting there thinking, well, you know, what the hell does that have to do with this podcast? But you know, look at what's going on in the world right now. Um, the Second Amendment's under threat wrongfully. Um, you know, it, any human could tell you it's it's terrible um, what has happened. Um, it doesn't matter what race, it's death, you know, and somebody's wrongful use of a firearm to do so. Um, you know, and my heart goes out to anyone who's ever lost a life to any weapon or any device that was ever used. But the bottom line is this, and it, it all feeds into itself here, but when it comes to mental health, you know, if you look at a lot of crime that is committed with or without a weapon, typically there's some kind of underlying mental health issue going on. We've talked about this before, and I think, you know, it's important to realize that mental health as a whole is not a contributor. Um, you know, some people... There are some mental health issues specifically, I should say, that cause these kinds of things. You know, typically someone with autism, you don't see going into a mall and opening fire on people. Um, but there are certain mental health um, diagnoses that you could have that certainly contribute to more aggressive behavior. Um, you know, and it could be as simple as, you know, you, you're overly frustrated, you're overloaded mentally and you know you just you snap you know that's mental health you may not necessarily have a condition 
but it's it's the the mental state that you are in that has caused you to do something and I'm not saying that you overstress and therefore you go to a mall and open fire on people. I'm saying it could be smaller than that. You could uh, go off on your wife or your kid when they didn't even do anything wrong. You're just annoyed by something they're doing, a noise that they're making, all because you're carrying stress with you from the office, right? Um, and we have to be cognizant of that kind of behavior in our mental states and our mental health as patriots because, you know, you can be as stressed as can be in life and love your country, but are your actions reflecting that? The actions that you're committing subconsciously that you don't even realize. You know, some people, they get so aggravated, they go on about yelling at someone that doesn't deserve it, and they don't even realize what they're doing, you know? And, you know, it all ties back into what's going on recently in the news with these mass shootings. You know, there's a couple things I could say there. One, the timing's awfully ironic. Um, it seems like every time um, the left has some sort of power in their possession or some way to manipulate the Second Amendment, we have what appears to be mass shootings happening at a very ironic time where it'd be beneficial to try and shoot down the Second Amendment. Well, you know, I'm just going to say it how it is. Um, the safety of myself and the safety of my family is more important than your illogical fear of firearms and the legal possession of those firearms by law-abiding citizens. Um, look out for a t-shirt that hits on that, by the way, now that we're launching this apparel line. But, you know, back to the serious topic at hand, it doesn't matter what the law says. Law-abiding citizens, at least as the Constitution stands today, are not going to hand over their firearms. Not all of them. Some of them will probably follow suit, you know, probably the same people that went around wearing masks all the time when the data shows that, you know, it's pointless and actually can actually hurt you uh, by wearing them too much, especially the cloth ones. But, excuse me, um, these people are not going to give away those guns, those firearms, even if the Constitution has changed, which in my opinion would be unlawful, but let's say that they strip the, the Second Amendment or put so many restrictions on it that you know you basically can't own a legitimate firearm that's worth saving your, yourself or your family in a certain situation. If anything, that's just going to cause more riots. It's going to cause people to do some crazy things, I think. Um, and I don't advocate for any of those crazy things, but it's only going to make matters worse. You know, it, the bottom line is this. People are going to want to defend themselves before they're going to give in to people's illogical fears. Everyone believes in preservation of life by use of firearm or any kind of weapon they can get their hands on. They just don't realize it yet because they may not have been put in a situation where they've needed to do that where they've needed to save themselves with anything they could. You know, it could be the pen in my hand, the scissors next to me, it could be a firearm, it could be anything. I'm going to use what I can to protect myself and my family. End of story. Anyone who has a balanced state of mind, who has any sense of maturity, would agree to that. I can't imagine anyone who just sit there and let an armed assailant kill them without trying to defend themselves or kill their family member right in front of them without trying to defend their family. 
It doesn't happen. And if you did sit there and let that happen, all because of your your ridiculous, quote, pride that you have in gun hatred, you're the one that needs to be evaluated psychologically. Not these people that have firearms. You know, because I'm hearing people say that shit. If you think you need firearms, then you need to get your head checked. Or those who believe, and this is the truth, that, you know, the Second Amendment does not limit what it is you can arm yourself with. By the absence of that regulation in the Constitution, if you look at just the Second Amendment alone, not talking about the unfair or unlawful restrictions that states put on you or the federal government puts on you, if you take it for the 2A as it was, as a constitutionalist that I am, I could go run around in a tank fully armed if I want. If I had the money, I could go buy an aircraft carrier fully loaded with F-18s and all kinds of other lovely missiles and bombs and all kinds of stuff. The 2A, it's, it's basically by, you know, just, just basic logic will tell you the only limitation is your wallet and space when it comes to arming yourself. You know, and a lot of people that believe in the Second Amendment will sit there and say, how fair is it that I'm limited to, by the state or the federal government, to various firearms, AR-15s, etc., um, that, why is it fair I can only have those, but the government can have tanks, they can have nukes, they can have planes, they can have all this stuff. If the Second Amendment was for me to defend myself against a tyrannous government, how do I even stand a chance even with the 2A? So keep that in mind. Keep in mind what the government is doing. Think about it. Think through it. Ask yourself if giving you the one true thing that keeps you as free as possible from a tyrannous government, if getting rid of that is worth it to you, all because you have this sense of pride in yourself or deservingness to rid people of guns. I can tell you people will turn on you for that, and I'm not saying violently. But they're not going to trust you, they're not going to talk to you, and they're not going to listen to you, and they're not going to listen to the government. A large portion of them, hopefully, won't listen to the government in that situation. Um, you got to open your eyes. I mean, this is another cancel culture thing. And you don't really see too many of these mass shootings occurring when Republicans and conservatives are in office. It's just literally just a bargaining chip. On the left, and I wouldn't be surprised, and I haven't seen this anywhere, but I would not be surprised if I could find the evidence somewhere that is showing that the left is actually hiring these people. At the very least, they're secondhand allowing it, if you will, because you know, look at this guy that came in through the Mexican border allegedly and got his hands on firearms, even though he was flagged by the FBI and then kills Americans seriously. A Syrian sympathizer, apparently an ISIS sympathizer. You know, if Trump had his way with the wall, which it looks like Texas is going to give Trump his way anyway, thankfully, um, they're going to finish that wall, hopefully, and maybe things like this will be prevented in the future. We cannot cater to everyone else but us, okay? And I should say everyone else that's illegally trying to take advantage of us, we shouldn't be catering to them for sure. Okay, but there's also nothing wrong with looking at yourself first in terms of a country, in terms of the United States. It's We've been looking after everyone else way too long. 
you know, humanitarian efforts when it's needed is fine. I understand that. We have a social responsibility, in essence, as a superpower to do so. But it's just, it should scare the hell out of you to see how fast something can fall apart. I mean, look at how the oil field's going right now. Look at China and how they're getting the upper hand again on us economically. And we've financially enslaved ourselves to them all over again. <clears throat> it's all about mental state, you know, and, and I actually pity Joe Biden, you know, on this topic because he his mental state is not all that there. And I'm not hating on him because, you know, political difference. I don't agree with him at all politically. But all that aside, this guy is not mentally fit to run the country. I had to be mentally fit just to hold my position in the military and the whole positions that I do currently. Mental fitness and mental toughness is necessary to be the head honcho of a country. So how the hell did he get where he is? And don't tell me people voted for him. He should have been ineligible to hold office, period, in his current mental state. Okay? People trip up steps. I get that. Whatever. You know, I honestly don't see why people make fun of him for it, because he is an older guy. It happens. Um, but in terms of his ability to communicate to the people, communicate any kind of logical sentence or idea whatsoever, it's just not there. And it's alarming to me. I mean, how... I. They've already come out and said that Kamala Harris is already doing a lot of the key leader uh, discussions with other world leaders, and it's not Biden. And they've barely been in office for three months. That's That should be alarming to you, to all of us. But it starts with each individual. It starts with analyzing yourself and where you are, mentally speaking. You know, and, and getting your home in order. But really evaluate where you're at in your mind. You know, and you, I, talking about the Second Amendment and all this stuff and mental fitness, you know, it, it's the problem in America is that we do not prioritize fixing mental illness. We could be preventing these things because of mental illness. So the the evil here in these shootings is not at all the gun, or the right to have it. The problem is, is that we as Americans should have the right to get ourselves better, and we do. But the priority is not there for the U.S. to help people with mental illness. The process is not there in the bureaus responsible for allowing the sale of a firearm. The FBI already knew that guy did not have the ability to legally own a gun. But he got it anyway. So don't tell me that universal background checks and extending background checks is the sole fix to this. You know, removing firearms definitely won't make the problem any better. It'll make it worse. In fact, the deaths from firearms will probably only be innocent people instead of people defending themselves with a firearm from someone who's trying to kill them with an illegally possessed firearm. And I just, people really, 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 really overlook the mental health problem in America. You know, and 
it's a silent killer, both of oneself and those around them, if they allow it to push them to the point of killing other people. And I just hope that everyone looks out for each other, and when they see signs of mental unwellness, if you will, that you speak up, you politely and respectfully talk to a person, tell them, you know, how you can help, or tell them about someone you know who can help. You don't have to point fingers at them and say that they have, that there's some kind of basket case and that they need to get help or you're never talking to them again. But just talk to them, tell them, you know, and you don't even have to push therapy down their throat right away. Tell them to find an outlet, you know, something that benefits them, some kind of hobby or something that they can work on. Um, you know, and if that doesn't help them, then maybe they do need to see somebody and you can politely tell them that. Mental health is huge, you know, and I come from a veteran background, a military background, and I can tell you that veterans have it horribly when it comes to mental health. Um, they're, I think veterans are probably the largest group of people that fall victim to suicide. And a lot of it is because they don't receive the mental health care that they need. There's mental health care available to them, but I'll tell you from what I've heard, it's not the most ideal healthcare process out there. So look out for your fellow Americans. Make sure that everyone around you is well, mentally and physically. Um, you know, make sure people make good decisions. You know, most people that own firearms that follow the Second Amendment are law-abiding, legally owning people of firearms. But if you know that they concealed carry or open carry or just own firearms in general, make sure that they're well. You know, if you're drinking at a buddy's house and, you know, they've got their firearm on their hip, things like that, you know, and maybe you know how they get when they're drunk, maybe you should stop them and say, hey, look, you know, let's go lock that up. Um, you know, because you just, you never know what could happen. If someone's an angry drunk and they carry their firearm, maybe they, you know, need to be told and reminded to put it away. It all comes down to mental health and looking out for each other. And I think people overlook the whole um, looking out for each other thing. You know, you might think some of these examples are kind of far-fetched, but, you know, they're not. A lot of times it's where this kind of stuff happens. It, it's just overlooking problems that could have been caught early on and fixed respectfully and responsibly. So, I mean, that's really all I got to say today, guys. I just wanted to, you know, touch on that because I'm getting aggravated with a lot of people um, just blaming guns, you know, and, and that's not the problem. It's all about, in my opinion, it's mostly about mental health. Um, there are some where that's not the case, but you know, you can still reach out to people when you see, you know, not everyone acts normal right before they do these crazy things like these mass shootings. You, there's always indicators, but no one really knows what they are. And I highly suggest you go and look into what those indicators could be of violence you know, make sure everything's going well at home. You don't have to be invasive about it. Just check up on people. Ask them how they're doing. You know, you know your friends well. You know when they're off. Just talk to them. You know, mass shootings are the fault of society. Not one person. Not one item like a gun. It's all of us. It takes patriotism. It takes love of others, love of country, all that to come together. Find the gaps. Find abnormalities in people and try and prevent this from happening. You know, I saw an argument about how um, further restrictions of gun laws and the good guys with guns were not able to prevent this shooting. 
you know, and if that's the case for that particular instance or several, then my point is only more true, right? Then it came down to that person needing help, needing to realize that they're on the wrong path and to try and steer them in a different way. You know, shine the light, be the light, whatever you want to call it. Just find a way to keep tabs on people, you know, as a friend, as a family member, in, in, in their well-being um, mentally. So, like I said, it's going to be a short one today. Just wanted to kind of get that off my chest. I think a lot of you would benefit from hearing it. Um, check us out at www.forge1776.com. Um, we're on Facebook at Forge1776 and on Instagram at Forge underscore 1776. And don't forget to check your email when we finally start releasing the apparel and keep checking on the website. We should be having some up this week. Thanks. Patreon. Patreon.